You're listening to the Short Shift Podcast, proud member of the Black and Gold Podcast Network. You can support the show by leaving a comment and five-star rating on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Player FM, Google Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast platforms. Cynically acclaimed, incredibly online. And now your hosts, Thomas Nystrom, Andrew Johnson, and Ian Bonner. Enjoy the show. Hi, folks. Welcome back to the Short Shift Podcast. This is episode 93. We are getting rolling on season number three of the Short Shift. But most importantly, tonight is the Boston Bruins season opener. Boys, how are we feeling? The hockey season's back. No, no more of this fucking bullshit off-season talk. Hype. I am hype. We made it. Boys, we made it. And we somehow were able to average an episode a week during that offseason. How did we do that? You turned this into a humble brag immediately. <laughs> I absolutely did. Because you know what? You fucking know what? I'm proud of this podcast. And I'm proud of what we do every week. So you know what? Fuck them. I love this podcast. And we've, we we made this offseason. We made it through this offseason. And now it's hockey. It's hockey until hopefully June. Oh, my God. Let it be until June. Fuck it. Let it be until July. Yeah. And who are you saying fuck them to? Who's uh, who's who's out there complaining that we're not doing enough work? No one. I just yeah. I'm 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 just I'm perceiving slights where there are none. You're just yeah, whittling. He's whittling his own chip to put on his own shoulder. Right? Yes, I'm. Yes, yes. I. We I literally have That's so Boston to you. We we literally have four listeners. A fucking total. episode. <laughs> One of them's my mom, and I don't know who the fourth is because I ain't listening. I, I got no clue what's going on here. I have, like I, I've said before, I lost interest when Ian joined the show, so I haven't. Listened. Same, actually. <laughs> oh, I, I feel good. I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm so unbelievably nervous. Yeah, <laughs> like this. The the I don't. I'm not gonna get overworked about game one but yes, as soon as game one starts i am gonna just base the whole season off of it i know i am <laughs> and i'm not looking forward to that i'm really so, not so a tradition of this show is after the first week we tell fans to calm down whether it be bad stuff or good stuff are we gonna have to tell you to calm down I feel like, like in all, the middle of the show. I feel like yes, first of all. Yes. I feel is like hundred percent yes. Yeah. I feel like all of last season, no matter what the date was, we told people to calm down. Like I don't think that we ever stopped telling people to calm down. Mm-hmm. Fair. We yeah, absolutely we're the Lexapro of of the Bruins podcast network. <laughs> but I think each of us fills in a nice little spot in that. So where I'm the extremist, where like I'm all over the fucking place and you guys are just telling me, hey, all right, take it down a couple notches. And Thomas is all the way at the other end where he's like, things don't phase me. Like I just <laughs> understand. And Andrew could be anywhere on the scale on a game. I, I, that's what makes us work man you are one end thomas is the other end and i fill the space in between there you go it's beautiful it's yeah. beautiful all right boys let's talk about this team that we cover 
cover. Philadelphia <laughs> Flyers, man. I don't know. I feel like this is the year. I feel like they're really wrong podcast. They 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 missed their chance to claim Nick Foligno. You fucking dumbasses. I'll tell you what, he's going to go for a whole five goals this year. I Hey, you know what? That that almost triples what he got last year. Yeah, can we can we put that in writing for five goals? Yeah, right. I'll take beer that. Beer bet. Beer bet. There's a beer bet right there. <laughs> the amount of money spent for five goals would be pretty crazy, wouldn't it? The amount, the amount of money spent for two goals was insane, wasn't it? Sure was. Man, this, this man, this episode started great. I mean, as soon as you bring up Felino immediately, it's kind of like, oh, we're on a bummer, uh, a bummer kind of conversation. Excellent. Love that. People well, want to listen to this podcast to get excited for tonight's game. And we're talking Nick Felino scoring five goals. That's the best case scenario. Nick <laughs> Felino scoring five goals is as exciting if you consider last season. I mean, particularly if he only plays this one game. <laughs> We can only hope that was mean. That was mean on a lot of levels. Well, let's let's go ahead and talk about the wave. Felino getting waved, Wagner getting waved, and Riley getting waved. Any uh, any thoughts? I thought the Riley one was a little bit surprising. They, I think they were daring somebody to take him. Yep, one hundred percent. Yep, and no one did because no one can. No one serious. In, you know, no one seriously that's seriously playing right now. Hi, Chicago Blackhawks, you dumb fucks. You claimed Jared Tenorti, but Mike Riley was sitting right there. Tenorti anyway. was less money, though. Tenorti was less money, but Riley could fetch a bigger return for futures. But yeah. neither here nor there. I think cap space fetches the biggest return this season. So we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, cap, cap space is worth its weight in gold right now. And Riley... The, they dared somebody to take Riley. No one took Riley. And let's be clear about this. This is not a referendum on Riley's skill. This is just where teams are, where they cannot afford this. They cannot afford a player like that. Mike Riley was by far like the, the biggest name in terms of probably best. He was the best player that was on waivers among, I think it was like 60 or 70 players that were on waivers on Sunday. Yeah. And he cleared. And that's just... It was a calculated risk. It was a calculated risk. And if you're the Bruins, I'll ask you guys, did, did this pay off? I mean, they were daring someone to take him. Would the end, would the preferred end game be to be him to be claimed? I think if if you're willing to put him out there, I don't know if that was the end game necessarily, but there's one, it's going to be one of two things. It's either he can be claimed or you have flexibility with him for a month. Yes. Ultimately, all the people asking, like, what was the point of that? He can go up and down. He can mm-hmm. go back and forth to Providence. Right. And there's no issues with waivers. No. So you put him out there once. There may be some injuries early on in, in the season uh, in the in the first month. But he if we send him back down, it's not going to be a waiver claim issue. We're not going to lose him for nothing. Right. That was everybody's biggest fear. Like, how are you going to let this guy go for nothing? We didn't. It was a calculated risk. Made me a little bit nervous, but it worked out. I'd also like to address that a little bit. We were shopping him for four months. Yeah. All, all off season. So let's depending, on who you, depending on who you believe, there was, there, there was a trade that was on the table, ready to go, but it fell through at the last second. Maybe. Sure. Maybe yeah. that, that's the case. But 
no one could offer up a fair value for the guy. Future considerations was likely the only thing that was really offered consistently and like for a for sure thing. So waivers was the next best thing. Like, all right, we're going to lose him for the same amount anyway. So let's toss him down. He's the odd man out. And like Thomas said, if he goes through, that's a month that we have flexibility with him. And we're not sure if he's on the roster right away because Grizzly already seems like he might be ready to go, possibly. Like, that's a little bit of gray area there. But I just, it's not like we never tried to trade him and then just went, oh, didn't work. Let's wave him. We were trying to trade him for like four months. Yeah, I don't think this has anything to do with with bad asset management, which I was reading a lot of in the Bruins Reddit circles. But it's, like I said, it's not a referendum on his skill. Teams just couldn't take him. And sucks for them, but I I, I just love the fact that you can... How amazing is it that someone like Mike Riley can make it through waivers and someone like Jared Tenorti gets claimed strictly because of their strictly because of their cap it the cap is you said it before you said it a few weeks ago ian teams did not properly prepare for this flat cap i i don't know if there was a way to and i agree like they didn't but like the more i look at it it's how do you do this you have an idea of what it's going to be for years and you're prepping for it and the Rangers just scored on the power play. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I get to watch hockey again. Sorry, guys. I'm doing both. Uh, <laughs> dude, there's just no way to truly, there's just no way to truly prepare for this. And it crushed a lot of contending teams. Mm-hmm. So many contending teams would love to add Riley mm-hmm. and they just can't. Right. Cause Riley is a real NHL player and we would love to have him on the team. We just have a lot of defensemen right now. And right now, as it stands, he's on, he's on the opening night lineup. Yep. Sure. So we'll get to that later, but it was a weird 24 hours trying to figure out how like the wave, like the waiver claim, waiver claims actually work, how the cap works. There was some Steiner maths going on. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Kane. Shout out to my buddy Kane, who apparently spits his coffee every time he hears us do something, do something stupid or say something stupid. And last week it was mentioning Steiner maths. So shout out to my buddy Kane. Um, let's see. Wagner going was not a surprise. Wagner nope. going was not a surprise, and he was the only one that wasn't brought back up. Yeah. Which, so. okay, let's, I want to address this right away. Felino versus Wagner versus Nosek. The only guy that didn't. We all deserve, lose. <laughs> the only guy that didn't deserve to get buried in Providence after this preseason specifically yeah. was Wagner. Yeah. He had the best preseason out of the three. By, by four. Mm. By like an exorbitant amount. And we're going to sit here and just go, well, you know what? Everyone's getting an equal chance. If you earn the role, you earn it. Fuck off. Yeah. I'm so frustrated. We're going to talk more about it. That's so frustrating to me. Like I just, we're a blue collar city, right? That's like what we like to say about Boston. It's blue collar work. The guy earned a spot, a chance to make the team again. And he doesn't get it. And even Matt Montgomery said, if we did the teams today, he'd be on my team. Yeah. So and sure. That, maybe a salary cap stuff, maybe, but like, I don't, I don't really see. Oh, that it's a hundred percent. All of this is a hundred percent front office driven. I just, I, I, I don't like it. I, I do not appreciate it. It's really frustrating. Me. Mm-hmm. Hell, why not put Forborn on waivers? If you know that he's going to, no one's going to claim him at that cap hit. 
That's an interesting debate. Would Forbort be more claimable because of the role he plays? I don't think so, but it's an interesting debate. Yeah. More more claimable than Riley? Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. I Mm. I mean, I would probably... Yeah, that would be an interesting debate. Yeah. Because I almost caught myself giving a definite answer and immediately was like, well... Well, yep, exactly. Where it's like, well, Riley's worth more, but... When you really need to upgrade defense, like defense, defense. Uh, yeah, it's it's brutal. I, I want to talk about some of these young guys, too, that made it through camp. Well, like, right off the bat, Lauko is, is the main one. I think this is a polarizing one because... What? Yeah. what? <laughs> there it is. Yep. What? <laughs> so, okay. So this isn't this wasn't completely out of left field because two days before, the Bruins, the Bruins P- PR machine spun a yarn... And wrote a very glowing article about how strong of a camp Lauko had right from Bruins.com. What? Are we watching the same hockey? Yeah, I didn't I didn't understand that. I saw the title and didn't click on it because I was like, oh, clickbait. <laughs> click, <laughs> clickbait on the page, uh, on the Bruins official website. But yeah. that's literally what I thought. Like yeah. I don't know. It was it was, it was, it was a puff piece. Yeah. It was, and you know what? I mean, honestly. Good, good for Lauko. If if he doesn't get sent down tomorrow, which he very well could, but as of right now, he's on the twelve. If he doesn't get sent down tomorrow, congratulations for your first NHL game. If you do get sent down tomorrow, just scratch this from the record. But he did not deserve it. He did not deserve. And what's what's even more, we're gonna come back to we're gonna come back to this, Ian, from a couple minutes ago, from you know, earn the job, Lauko. One quotations the fourth right wing position over Mark McLaughlin? Question mark. No, is the answer to that he didn't over AJ Greer, who might be on the left side but can switch to the right. I don't think so. Over Stadnika being on the right side, I don't think so. I mean, Lauko would have been over Wagner. I don't think so. I, I just, again, if you want to talk cap compliancy and everything like that, like, I'm just, I can't figure out all the cap rules But He can be waived any time. I just, it doesn't, if you, if you send Wagner down, you save more money than sending Lauko down. But sure. But I'm talking about between McLaughlin and Lauko. If we're going to ice the best team, ice the best fucking team that you can. Don't just chuck guys up there that are, I don't know. Maybe it's a cap thing, like you said, but like it doesn't make sense to me to put guys up there who you're trying to see if they work out when you just know other guys earned the role. Who's your fourth line? Who is you, who? Who is your merit fourth line? Merit fourth line on merit. Who plays the fourth line tomorrow uh, tonight? Strictly based off of the preseason. Correct. That is correct. I mean, it's it's got to be stud. It's got to be McLaughlin. And I think it's Wagner. And you can mix up the wings however you see fit. I know those guys can play their offsides, each of them. I, I, I think that's the three that, are, that make the most sense to me as far as, like, they earned it. They looked the best. It, it blows me away. And, you know, Lauko, Lauko has speed and tenacity and 
all and all of that jazz but he and he did score two goals in the preseason but man alive he looked lost for 90 percent of those games yeah and aj career is a fourth on that by the way where i'm mm-hmm. like yeah he he played pretty solid he tailed off there but yeah. I, I just I don't have Lauko anywhere close to sniffing this team right now. And I, I do not think he earned it. And he's on the opening night lineup as of right now. But it just kind of that's just that's just what are we doing? We picked the we picked the wrong young guy to put in the lineup <laughs> and then kept two of the guys that didn't earn it. And no sick I get because it's like he has very specific skills that are very beneficial. The face off dot having that left. Yeah, that, that left handed face off specialist. Mm-hmm. Great. It's just about the only thing he has going for him, but it was strong enough. Yeah, but it was strong enough. And so, I mean, I get the argument there for keeping him around, but Felino has been a mess. And he had that last game that I wasn't able to watch. So I'll I'll concede on that. But outside of the last game where everyone said he He looked really good. He looked great. He looked fucking terrible. The other one. Yes. No. And, 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 and somebody made a comment to me. It's like, Oh, it's a bad night for the Foligno haters. And I'm like, I don't think one game in the preseason undoes about three years of declining work rate. I Mm. saw that. And like, I respect the angle, like jump when you're given the opportunity and that was his (laughs) opportunity. But I just, I'm with you on that way. Just, it's not enough for me to put him on this team right now. Yeah. And it's not enough to even give me a chance of the give him a chance of the starting roster. I, I yeah. it's fucking atrocious. And what kind of message? This is what I really wanted to ask you guys on this. Hmm. What kind of yeah. message does that send to your young guys? Oh, if I'm McLaughlin, I'm fucking pissed. I'm livid. I'm <laughs> livid. I am. I am. I am pissed. And there was a little bit of me that held out hope because McLaughlin didn't play the preseason in Providence. So I thought it was like, maybe they're keeping him, maybe they're keeping him kind of, you know, in the wings. Maybe they're going to bring him up after they do all their capture mastics. Nope. Nope. What are the odds that the Bruins are actually like banking on a rebound year for him? Foligno? High, yeah. high, right? Very high. No, but no, but I mean, when I say, I'm not just saying like hopeful banking, I'm like that they believe he's going to, and they're counting high. on it. High. You think so? I really do because they, they believe, I, I, I think they, I think they believe that there's more, that there's more here. I don't know why they think that, Yeah, but they do. So you guys, you guys played some sports growing up. You did the sports, <laughs> right? Did you ever have a guy on one of your teams that like you stayed at the same school for a little while and you played with him and he was a real solid contributor on your team one year and the next year, like he seemed to be fading behind everyone else's growth rate and he just wasn't as effective. And then the third year comes around and you're expecting him to be like, you know, to catch up with everybody and then he's bad again, but you kind of keep waiting for the moment because he used to be just so good. This is like, oddly specific. I, I'm yeah. just wondering if you've ever, because I can think of a specific guy yeah. when <laughs> I, it, it, this is like middle school to high school, like that yeah. growth spurt kind of set up. Yeah. And he was just so, he was part of the team. He was athletic. He was good. And then like, he couldn't keep up in high school and he just ended up never being decent and we were all like what the fuck just happened with this kid yeah i, f- I feel like you're like targeting me because i feel like i feel that way about <laughs> myself oh no mm. i'm sorry that, uh, that didn't mean to bring in uh, injuries injuries piled up and i just i don't think i ever took the next step and i'm talking baseball uh 
I'm but sorry. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but I'm you're exactly who I'm talking yeah, about. I'm, Polito I'm who is you. My, uh, my, I, my, I was very, very good. I was probably I was better than most of my friends. I got a little banged up, and I, I never got better. I'll say, like right. I, I hit a plateau, and that's where I was. While everybody around me was was getting better than me. Oh. My, my, my my athletic career ended after my second hip surgery and I did pitch for a while. I was actually, I was actually a pitcher in my middle school. Seemed more like a catcher to me. (laughs) Very very good, Thomas. Very good. That was very quick. (laughs) Not that there's anything wrong with that. I was, I I was a pitcher and I was uh, screwing around with my friends over the summer and I took a line drive back through the box and it hit me in the mouth and it knocked out my tooth. Yep, mine was the knee because uh, it was a picture as well. Yeah, okay, gotcha. took it my, right in the left kneecap. My Ow. whole point of Fuck all that. of that, yeah. My whole point of all of that is when you're in the room with the guys and you're talking to the coaches and like you're part, like he's a real human being, not just a guy that you watch on TV. Like everyone in the room just believes the guy's going to be better. He's an all-star human being too. So I can see in that, if you, if you're talking that angle, I can see the optimism in that angle. Mm-hmm. I just think that I forget too often. And I know everyone does this. I forget okay. too often that like, there's an element of humanity in these rooms that we just don't fucking talk about sometimes where yeah. people think the guy is going to just improve and, and be better after the, he gets healthy or, or he has some rest and downtime or it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves the dude and they're hopeful and, and want to believe that he's going to get better. And Hey, maybe to, to your earlier point, McLaughlin's probably pissed that he didn't make the team, but maybe because of the character behind Foligno, maybe that softens the blow a little bit, uh, just from like a leadership standpoint. But I, I don't think there's any question. I feel like McLaughlin earned a shot mm-hmm. to make this team. hundred percent. But uh who else we got strawman let's talk strawman real quick one Andrew, year, i know you had thoughts one year one million dollars um i will say 2015 me is fucking pumped because now we have an upgrade <laughs> over zach trotman but 2022 me is excited I, he had a really good pre he had a i don't want to say a really good preseason he had a good preseason he had a very had a stable Stable. very stable and that's and, who he is that's just who he is at this point in his career and i'll take anton strawman as right-handed depth any yep. day yep. any day N- nothing really bad to say about it he signed after the end of the day the nhl day which is 5 p.m so now his cap hit doesn't count until tomorrow so, which is why I was talking about Lauco maybe not being on this team by yeah. tomorrow because now they're at twenty four players. Mm-hmm. So they have to bring someone. They have to bring someone down. So it's probably going to be Lauco. But what if it's Foligno? <laughs> I would love that, or even Foligno. <laughs> yeah, wow, maybe even him. <laughs> the Strawman signing is excellent depth. I got confused there though for a second because I didn't know if Jay Fresh was messing with me or not. But he put out this card that had, you know, Strawman being an offensive defenseman, which is how I've thought about him for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And he kind of pointed out that, like, it hasn't always been that way. And am I just misremembering this guy's role on other teams? Like, am I just... He's played, every, he's played every role on every team he's been on. 
But like he's not good defensively and very good offensively. Like that's how I remember him. But I can see a lot of people like, wow, he's really changed his role. And I'm just, I don't get it. I'm so confused. He's I well in Tampa in his prime, it was him and Hedman. Yeah. So Strawman kind of didn't have to kind of didn't have to be like the like he he could be like the the jack of all trades he can he that's kind of what he's been his entire career is a jack of all trades and somebody who in his prime could give you 35 40 points but he, i i think the offense jumped up for him last year because lest we forget he was on an arizona team that was fucking awful i just and, don't remember him being a defensive defenseman ever i don't know why but like my memory is also terrible so that's fair but well he's <laughs> he's had every role and he's had so many roles on so many teams that he's been on i think this i think we're his sixth nhl team hmm. and he's been solid for all of them except for florida he was terrible in florida but he kind of had a bit of a career resurgence in Arizona somehow. Well, you know, Florida, that great defensive structure that that'll. Oh, oh, that's gonna, oh my God. That's going to be so fun to watch. Holy shit. But I love the Strawman side. And I really do. I think it's excellent depth for the right side for a team that could really use it. What happens when everyone comes back though? He's, he's the odd, he's out. Like he's, he's a, a scratch or something like that, but what's his trade value? Not much, <laughs> but I think he respects the situation and knows that he can, really benefit a team that's in need of his services. And I, I think there's a certain amount of respect for an aging vet like that, where you, where you just know you're not the guy anymore, but you want to be part of a winning, winning effort. And uh, you play him over Clifton. Yes. If the, if it's with four board, yes. Thomas. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm exactly what Ian said. His I response. Would, he's so responsible. And I, just I really like that was my biggest input on this show so far. <laughs> yep, he had said it. Oh, I'm going back on break. <laughs> I would love a Zaboral Strawman third pair. Yeah, I think that works too. I do not think a Grizz Strawman or Riley Strawman works. There's just the fact that we can play. talk about the Grizz, the Grizz in a pair right now is kind of exciting to me. Is that, that crazy? What? What? Holy shit! His yeah. recovery is he I mean, only, like? It, I, I'm I'm stunned. He he's probably not going to play, but the fact that there is an outside chance that he could play tomorrow tonight yeah. is incredible. Mm-hmm. It was crazy to me. His yeah. hair he's, fucking he's, out of control. It's beautiful. Is that what you're say? No, but this is a good one. He's 28. <laughs> yeah, and like I get hung over after like two beers at 29. <laughs> like, Will you stop and this guy's like recovering and this guy's recovered from these injuries so fast i'm just impressed man that's all i'm saying stop and, talking and, like you're old my god i don't, don't want to hear anyone be like well he's a professional athlete you're not i'm in the prime of my life i am a professional athlete or as close as it could possibly be for someone who doesn't put any effort into their physique so if any yeah if anybody i was gonna say i was like if anybody wants to know what prime physical conditioning looks like and, and and what Ian's prime is, just jump on his YouTube channel and, and just fucking bask in it. Yeah, yeah. just uh, if you could edit it slightly to like skinny my face a little bit, <laughs> things like that. That would be prime prime. I, I'm sure, only single prime right now. Make sure make sure to uh, go to the episode where he hangs dong. That's the there's your there's your physical prime right there. Well, lucky for me, that's never going away. That's uh, that's as prime <laughs> as it gets. Hey. <laughs> Uh, oh my god! Uh, what are we talking about again? <laughs> uh, almost Didn't got through so, a whole episode. 
didn't. No, we didn't. We're 20 minutes in. Where are we? <laughs> we uh, shout out to the Bruins Network Discord who has who has who kind of broke down our analytics. <laughs> dicks per 60. <laughs> Turns out I am the highest dicks per 60 on this uh, on this podcast. Thomas is the lowest dicks per 60, which I'm kind of surprised about. Mm. I believe that. I believe that pretty heavily. It's still pretty high, though. You still got a pretty high dicks per 60. Yeah. Good job, sure. Thomas. Yeah, yes. I do what I can. Yeah. Sorry, Marshy knows knows you can't what you can't listen to this in front of your kids now. Yeah, <laughs> we uh, I have had that complaint about my channel once in a while. It's like, hey, man, I wish I could watch with my kids more often. I'm like, hey, that's not my concern. Unfortunately, <laughs> I love you so much, but I can't I can't like consciously fix that. I really can't. Uh, <laughs> I have an idea. Be a worse parent. Yeah. yeah, like like it's. I try to say it respectfully too, where I'm like, I don't want to be mean, but like I can't fix myself, and I'm I've tried. Like <laughs> you are so late to this party, it's not even funny. You don't deserve me at my best. <laughs> I thought this was my best. <laughs> so oh are, are we are we matter about Felino or Noshik at this point on this roster? Is that like I just want to because Noshik's been so bad in the preseason. Yeah, I don't think any of this is permanent. The roster that we're marching out tonight is not the roster that we're going to be marching out in another couple weeks. In, in between now and the end of November, just remember this is all fluid. Yeah. Yeah. So here's what, according to Fluto at the Athletic, here's what he expects for. Oh, the lines and to be fair he's in the building more than we are so like i, I want to give him some credence on that and and he's talking to people close to the team so he's got hall bergy debrusque which i think we all assumed if hall was healthy he was not going to go on that second line because the, the the check line looked so good um zaka crazy pasternak second line we're all good with that <laughs> greer jumping up to the third to take over for freddie and coil and smith which i thought was neat Mm -hmm. I think that's well earned as well, even though I don't think Greer was the best looking of the young guys. I thought he was right up there with them. Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's a short term. You get I think it's more of a you get the first crack at this. Rather yes, than I would agree with that. He's and then entrenched uh, Felino Noshik Lauko on the fourth. Which I'm is... more mad about Felino, but I also declared that if Foligno, if Foligno and Nosek made both made this team, I would go blind. Try not to do that. I'm blind. Nope, I'm blind now. They, well, I, no, we, the game hasn't started yet. You still have time. <laughs> uh, that's a very good point. I didn't think of that. I like how you said, like, I'm not that mad. I, I'm, like, kind of mad at the Foligno thing. I'm, I'm mad at all three, if I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I'm mad. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I am. I am. But uh, For the defense, we have Lindholm Carlo, which I really thought Zaboro would get first crack with Lindholm. Again, this could change. We could see that. Riley Clifton and then former Zaboral. Riley Clifton is going to be an adventure. It's nightmare fuel. We've seen it before and it's, it's absolute nightmare fuel. Going to be an adventure. And please, for the love of God, Connor Clifton. I, God, I just wish you were someone else entirely sometimes. Like, you're a lot of fun, but when we're trying to win games, I want you to be a little less fun. <laughs> 
when when a defenseman is on the ice and you refer to him as fun because scoring <laughs> goes up <laughs> you're kind of like idea. wait not <laughs> yeah i don't want scoring to go up across the board when I you're just on wish the ice. You, i just wish you would stop being who you are and be someone else entirely just <laughs> yeah it's, and I, uh, he's got so many he's got so many people who are like so about him because he's so fun but i watch him and i'm like that uh, he's like a golden retriever. like i i said this two years ago on the show he's like a golden retriever on the ice and he'll sh- you don't know if he's gonna shit on the ice or actually play fish sometimes yeah. he shits on the ice sometimes he actually retrieves the puck two years ago he was my whipping boy for the channel with and good reason last year it just fold like blinders on Felino was just standing there and I couldn't yeah. see anything but him. <laughs> uh, I, I have a feeling Clifton might take the mantle back this year. I have a feeling that he's, he's going to come in with some that. heat. Oh, Oh, I hate it. I, well, but with when McAvoy, when McAvoy comes back and Zaboro can play the right side and hopefully, and Strawman can, you know, contribute some, hopefully that'll spell the end of this wild experiment. Oh. I'm gonna be honest. I would rather have another year of hating on Clifton than another year of hating on Felino. So I'd like for him to take. Would you like back. to be punched in the stomach or kicked in the dick? Punched in the stomach. Thank you. Hey. Easy question. <laughs> Thomas, you. I, all I'm going to say is I tried to bring this podcast back into happy, happy land and talk about how Grizz was way ahead of schedule. And you wanted desperately to start talking about Nosek and Felino again. Yes, that is correct. Thank Can you we for just, the rehash. Let's talk about let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about another really positive thing. Hall. Hall ahead of schedule. Hall is or very at least, ahead. or at least the expectations uh from even a week ago. Do you want me to shit on this one too? It's, please go ahead. Why not? <laughs> Wait, no. He said that he's ready to go, but he also acknowledged that this is going to be a lingering issue, issue that might flare up from time to time this season. Mm-hmm. Great. Not great. Here's <laughs> what doesn't concern me about that. This is why like, that's not as worrisome. Mm-hmm. When we have a fully healthy squad. Squad. I think Marshan and Zaka should be decent as your top two left wings, and you can find time to rest Hall. Right? Is Hall your third line left wing? No, he's not. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. No one, please. <laughs> please don't put that on me. I'm sorry. I, I, I went more blind for a second. <laughs> I'm just saying that when everyone's healthy, if Hall isn't feeling right and they're like, what happens if we just rest him for four games so that he can get correct? Jesus. Are you uncomfortable with a Marshan Zaka top two left wing side? Like, is that I mean, a bad top two left wings? We don't know yet. Exactly. Ask me we again. Don't know ask it. me about in about 15. You asked yeah. me to be optimistic, and that's what I'm doing. <laughs> like this is I, I I try to do what you want me to do, Dad, and you just you're not <laughs> letting me. <laughs> uh so no, I just, Bruce Cassidy, Coach Jackson, Nika. <laughs> I am confident that in a case where we need to rest hall for a little while, we can very much tread water at worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I see it. I see it. I want to see Zaka's consistency over time before I fully go on board with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So I can't, I can't in good conscience, just, j- just go, f- go full bore with that. But I see your point. 
Um, it did concern me that he did say that, that he said it kind of unprompted where he's like, yeah, I'm ready to go Wednesday. And then paused for a second and then said, that's going to linger on for a while. I was like, fuck. <laughs> what if he just built it an excuse for him this, this season where he's like, yeah. I just want to make sure no one has too high of expectations. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I do that particularly with my parents. You're, you're really good <laughs> at it. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate that. <laughs> It's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to me, particularly with my parents. Uh, <laughs> Man, we got some shit to unpack with you, buddy. No, 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 no. It's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, so I'm, I'm down with our, our top six a lot when healthy. Mm -hmm. Like, I really, I'm really looking forward to this team when it's all together. Zaka, I think, is going to be kind of our utility guy, honestly, at the end of the day. Because Zaka can play all three positions. He can, and he bounces around, and the way he plays his game, at least based off the preseason, is very much a, yeah, I'm just going to chase the puck. And you're like, all right, great. We can preschool hockey this shit. Mm -hmm. Just also, fucking... also, also, I fucking love his shot. His yeah. shot is a pill, dude. I, I hope we see more of it. <laughs> that has to be the directive. Yeah. That has to be. Jake, drink water. Pavel, shoot the puck. Yeah. Mostly Jake drink water. <laughs> I hate that that's still a narrative. <laughs> like, it just I mean, sense. when you go, I mean, when you have an interview and you say, I don't like water, I never drink it. What professional athlete just divulges that information for fucking no <laughs> Phil Kessel? The hockey players in general, I yeah. would say. Oh my God. Just, hockey players are a different breed, man. Just fucking mm. hell. So we're all, we're all okay with Fluto's fourth line of Foligno, Nosek, and uh, Lauko. I mean, we're not okay with it. Because <laughs> honestly, that's like, that's bottom tier coming off of this, this preseason. Well, I'm, okay, I mean, I'm okay with that in the sense where I would be okay with massive diarrhea for a week straight. Like, so like, <laughs> it gets you out of work. Through. There's a positive to it. Are you, it's the cleanse line. Yes, yeah. that does not get me out of work. <laughs> <laughs> but but <laughs> that's just part of the job. I, just part of the job. I work in an ER, man. Like I mean, is that is really that anything it, that gets me out of that's work. where the bathroom cries come in? Mm -hmm. That's true. You would hear some sobbing for sure. But I have to I have to ask uh, before we go too deep into the shit. Um, what do you guys think of the scratches? The guy, the the extra Fords, Trent Frederick and Jack Stanika. Trade Trent Frederick. <clears throat> I'm with it. Trade it. Bye. I'm done. Not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm out. I'm over. I'm over. Do we do we wait for his uh, value to go back up? Hopefully. No. No. We just trade him. Yeah. Bye. I don't want to see him on my team anymore. I'm so disappointed and frustrated, and I just don't want to do this for the next two years. Wow. Yep. Mm -hmm. I just maybe it's maybe you were where I was a year and a half ago. Yeah, I just I wanted to believe, and I was critical, and I, I was never fully bought in. I mean, you can go back on the tape on that, but at this point, I just can't do it anymore. I don't know what the guy's think problem he is, is what he is at this point, or he doesn't know what he is. I mean, he's I think not he's, exactly getting uh, a vote of confidence from the organization. right? Oh, nearly, nearly fucking yeah. kicked him when he was down. Yeah. He did not have he, uh, the exact quote was he didn't have the preseason. We wanted, mm -hmm. Oh, you can blame coaching and like the conversations that happened to him that seemed to take him out of it. But at a certain point, a grown man or woman has to make a decision of who they are. Mm -hmm. And this is not a child. And if you don't want to do the stuff that makes you successful, 
then I, I just don't know what to tell you anymore. So are you in the same boat as you were when you had your epic rant about Frederick? I don't know. Shoot more. I, I don't want him on the ice. I'm worse off at this point than I was with the rant. Like, I don't even want to see. Wow. I, I, I just don't want to see him play another shift for us. I'm wow. over. Wow, You will. You're gonna. I know I'm gonna, but it's just it's it's a lost cause in my book. Yeah. Sunk cost fallacy at this point. Well, I mean, <sighs> we're looking at like a third year of show me from him and the leash for me. I I still want to see it. I want to see if those comments from Neely the other day mean shit to him. I want to see if the new coaching means shit to his game. 100%. But the leash is, there is no leash. I'm holding onto the collar at this point. Right. If the only time you play decently is if someone calls you out, you will not be a champion in the NHL. I'm going to agree with that. And that's, and that's not even just hockey. That's That's not even just sports. That's just everything. If you need hand holding and in that type of, motivation then you're you ain't worth shit and, and look you can that. say the same about sadika and i think he's reaching that point too i'm just not there with sadika yet but like you can make the same arguments if you wanted to yeah i think i think sadika did enough to make this opening night lineup though i agree fully yeah. which is why i'm not in the same place with him that i am frederick but with frederick what's interesting for me is that thomas and i were beating the shit out of him two years ago Mm-hmm. taking these stupid ass penalties and just generally just you know buying into his uh, buying into his own hype with freddie fight club and i saw enough last year i saw enough last year where it'd be like okay maybe there is some development happening and i still kind i still believe that to a point but i come back to that i come back to that interview which is kind of a microcosm of his attitude what do you think you could do to get better going forward? Because uh, you, you had an improvement. I was able to block this interview out of my mind. Yeah, where, where it's like where it's like you know what, what can you do to improve upon last year? Where you had a, you had improvement, but what can you do to get better? I don't know. Shoot more. That blase attitude. Yeah. That blase attitude, and as Ian's exact quote, "You dumb motherfucker." <laughs> I remember that. That was a fun rant. <laughs> that, God, that, that that's fun. one. That's one of my favorite moments of the show, by the way, Ian. So, hats off to you. I was so angry. <laughs> but so it, but uh, but when you take that into account, I I, to, I I'm somewhere between I, I am I am more in Thomas's camp of like I'm holding on to the collar. I'll let you run, but. You so much as you so much as breathe wrong. I'm uh, you're out of there. You're out. Mm-hmm. So I don't want him traded because I don't think I don't think actually at this point, I don't think the first round pedigree even matters. No, nah. no, not now. Could yeah. Right. I don't think it should. Absolutely shouldn't. But I saw I, I feel like I saw enough improvement where he can be a viable contributor to this club, but the attitude's got to adjust and it's got to adjust fast. Mm -hmm. And the adjustment can't come on the heels of somebody telling you fucking adjust it. It's got to come from you. So I'm with you guys. I'm, 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 I'm a I'm a fan. I was a fan of what, what Freddie did with his game, but this preseason showed nothing. Yeah. And I, I'm willing to like, you know, that this is dangerous, but 
anyone is welcome to dunk on me if Freddie turns into a, a real NHL hockey player. Like, come at me, quote me, fucking dunk on me all day because I don't believe it's ever going to really happen. Well, we okay. just touched on we just touched on Neely uh, and what he had to say about Frederick. Who wants to talk about what he said about Sweeney and the front office? I'm going to leave that to Andrew. You dumb motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Granted, I would never say that to his face, but you dumb motherfucker. Okay. You, the the way that I put this in the itinerary is the way that I want to present this. Neely goes in front of the media and promptly forgets where the, where he is on the narrative surrounding Sweeney. I'm sick of it. Okay. (laughs) Off to a rousing start. And then completely unprompted, he brings up the 2015 draft as an example of how front offices always, uh, front offices make mistakes. And was that in it? Was that to defend the way this, the Sweeney thing went down or the, uh, like the the firing of Cassidy went down, or no? Like what, uh, well, the was, firing what was Cassidy, the context? Because I didn't. The, see the, it. the context of this was that was uh, that Neely is sick of the fan narrative around Don Sweeney. Okay, and that every general manager who has been on the job as long as Sweeney has will make mistakes. And then he brought up, and his example was the 2015 draft. Okay, you dumb shit. Yeah, not ideal. You, you absolute brain dead motherfucker. Was, was any of this? Cause I, I just read a couple of things off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. It was any of this discussing the, the idea of like how they handled the, uh, Cassidy firing. No, Cassidy okay. firing was not even mentioned. All right. Then I read this out of context. I won't, I won't call out who I saw that on Twitter, but I'm glad I didn't respond to it then. Mm-hmm. No, it it had nothing. It had nothing to do with Cassidy. It was just. You know, the if you if if you want to bring up like the narrative of the off season and then rope in Cassidy on that, that's fine. But it was never mentioned directly. Okay. But so he's just tired of hearing about people bitching about Sweeney. Yeah, I I would be too if it was the last line of defense in front of my own job. It's three points from downtown, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you think about it, it's like, okay, who's next to go if something goes wrong? Probably yeah, the right. GM. And after that, it's it's camp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's probably going to be a package deal when the time comes. Yeah, because I think because Cam has attached himself to Don. And again, I'll say this again. Among the three of us, I'm probably the most optimistic about Sweeney. I don't think he's done that bad of a job. But my god like why give ammo why give ammo there's no reason for it there's no reason for it just i I like to be sticking up for his guy i get that but like yeah you're just you're just asking for trouble with that stuff Mm -hmm. you're you're asking for it to get whipped with i just that's just that i i that's what that's all that really had any, well he did he did talk about pasta and we'll touch on that in a second but just reading reading those quotes from neely and it's just like what are you doing man he forgot where he was it was almost like he forgot where he was he forgot he was in boston mm-hmm. <sighs> let's talk about the uh 
the pasta situation because we're now with this season starts today. So no new deal in the off season, but they are saying that they are not going to stop negotiating thoughts. Ian, you start. This doesn't bother me at all. This is very typical stuff. I wanted it done by the end of the preseason, but players say it all the time. And Bergeron did it last year. It was like, yeah, I'm just trying to trying to get off to a good start. These are really stressful negotiations. They're not fun to be a part of. Everyone thinks they just sit down at a table and start chucking numbers at each other. And it's, it's, it's like this fun little game. It sucks. No, it's not an auction. There's other parts to take into account with a contract. Yeah. So if pasta says, Hey man, I, I'm trying to get my stuff figured out. I know where you guys are. I know where I'm at. They, they keep quoting the, the Huberto deal as like a starting point, but fine. That's fine by me. Let's just let it kind of shake out. I think the most important thing for this team is the first month right now because of all the injuries and trying to figure out what we've really got. Remind and us what the Huberto deal is. Uh, shoot. What was his, um, does anyone remember the, the numbers on that? Wasn't it 9.5? I was, I want to say 9.5, mm. 9.2, 9.5 in that range. Is it under 10? Basically is my question. Let's find out. I'm going I'm to take the time to find out. It is not 5.9. That was his last deal. I got excited for a second. It's 10.5, 10.5. Okay. So, yeah. 10 so that's, that's Huber, kind of Huber, being that. a starting, being a starting, uh, starting point is fair. Yeah, and if we hit 10.5, 11, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. It is what it is. Yeah. I think Pasta wants to be here, by the way. Like, that's what drives this whole calmness of me. I, I think, think both Pasta sides have been pretty clear that they do want to see it work. And I feel very confident that the Bruins are going to open up the checkbook. And I, I feel like the organization, and, and Ty Anderson, I think, even said, like, Jacobs has acknowledged, like, behind the scenes, that they... They know that they need to pay this guy. They mm -hmm. need to make this work. It is interesting. You know, it's serious when Jacob says that we need to pay the man. Yeah. When he <laughs> says anything, you know what I mean? Like if, if that if man doesn't anything speak. financial, they, well, that's what I mean. But also like if he's talking money and specifically about spending it, okay, they're serious. Mm -hmm. We spend a cap every year. Where does this narrative come from that we're cheap? I just don't get it. I know he's a cheap asshole, but like, yes, that's where it comes the from. There you go. You just answered your own. You just answered your own question. We spend the cap every year. Yeah, you know why there's a cap. Do you know who makes Boston and Jacobs so much money? David fucking Pasternak. So like, I don't think he's looking at eleven million dollars. Going, oh boy, I don't know if I can afford that. Mm -hmm. He makes him a lot more than eleven million a year. Fuck. <laughs> There's there's something to be said for waiting to kind of see what this team is going to do, though. Yes, because I think you're yeah. looking at a, a number of players and, and what this roster is. And I know Cam touched on this, but you kind of have to show him that this is not going to be a blow it up and rebuild. This is going to be a continuing thing. Retool, get better, improve at this position. OK, spend spend what you need to at this position. Make the right draft picks hopefully uh i'll go ahead and knock on some wood right there um i i think i think this deal does get done sooner than later um mm -hmm. i wasn't confident that it was going to happen in the off season but there was that like couple of week window where you're seeing oh crazy's back oh bergeron's resigned oh man like this guy's this guy's gonna be healthy and we're doing this and oh man zaka looks good maybe maybe we're okay and I almost felt like 
they were building towards it and it's like okay announce pasta because i feel like this is a great time there's there's emotional momentum behind this team and now that the season started that momentum's different because we're about to watch real hockey tonight so oh my god i I don't know i i want the deal to be done soon but does it happen before the deadline that's terrifying for me to think about right now and something worth mentioning is Pasternak's getting a full no trade clause, no movement clause. Yeah, sure like is. He's going to get to dictate where he goes. So if I'm in that, if I'm in that negotiation, I, like we know that that's part of the deal. And I kind of nudge him. Just like, look, look at what, what Giroux did. I mean, we we, we want to do right by the team. We want to make sure that we, we, are able to to properly manage assets and you are an asset but you guys the player empowerment is right there with you guys like you'll get to dictate where you go if you're unhappy here that's part of this and it's the truth like it's not i don't think that's bad general management to to tell a player that's worried about his future if the team's not competitive it's not like we're going to hesitate to trade pasta if the team's fucking terrible and we're awful down the middle and we just can't yeah. get anything together. We'll trade him. Yeah, it mm-hmm. makes it makes you wonder if there's going to be some sort of option for him two, three years into this deal. Right. Say, say where, where it's like a modified no, where it's like a full no move for two years and then a modified no move for yeah. and then the teams dwindle. I I feel like just to give him a sense of. I, I don't know how to wear this. Yeah, security, but also like you can get out of this if you need to. Like you can mm-hmm. get away from this if if what we're telling you when you're signing on this dotted line doesn't come to fruition. Yeah. And you could tell me where the fuck you want to go. Right. right. You know what I mean? Like that's how strongly you have to as an organization, you have to believe that you are going to compete every year. Otherwise, you need a different plan. And if you don't think you're going to compete in two to three years, you don't throw that much money at Lindholm. You don't throw that much money at McAvoy. You don't throw that much money at pa- uh, Pasternak. They've done a you're lot doing of the opposite. Heading. You're, you're getting rid of those players to try to get the draft picks and totally rebuild. That's not what this organization is doing. That's not what this fan base will allow them to do. No matter how much they beg for it. <laughs> yeah. And they've done a lot of, and they've done a lot of the heavy lifting for retool. Yes. Yeah. So what a core think- they have if they lock up pasta. That's Unbelievable a great way to put it, Thomas. That's a great way to put it because you've already taken the steps to show him you're serious. Yes. By signing Lindholm, by signing McAvoy. Yep. That's a really great way to put that. Because mm-hmm. the Lindholm deal is for now, but it's also for, what, seven years from now? Six yes. years from now or whatever Correct. the deal is? Which, well, let's call it five years because we're yeah. not really sure what we're getting. <laughs> it's fine. But, it's, but it's, not, it's not a, oh, this is our window, let's load up type deal. That's right. a, we're, we're extending the window. We're creating new windows. Mm-hmm. So we're just, we're just, we're just, we're just building windows all over this house. Yeah. Glass houses, Wind- baby. Windows everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Glass houses, sink ships. Is that how that goes? I don't fucking know. Loose lips, throw rocks. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's the one. <laughs> uh, two things left on the agenda. Mm. Do we want to end it with a, with a, with an Andrew rant? Or do we want to go ahead and get that out of the way and then do predictions? Do, do we have an Andrew rant queued up? We do. About what? What could you Hockey possibly Canada, you about? dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> he just, 
you just gaslit him right there <laughs> straight up so if you haven't heard about the hockey canada scandal um how was that rock tell me about it but hockey canada lots of covering up sexual assaults from 2003 and 2007 and 2017 just name every year just name every year and you're pretty much in the clear on that they had two separate slush funds for paying off victims they got caught with one and were like should we shut down the second one no no no. they'll never find it they'll never and then they found the second one (laughs) so for the last what would you say what would you say six to eight weeks or so Hockey Canada has been kind of on this crusade, I guess, saying that we're not going anywhere. Doing the fucking Jordan Belfort from Wolf of Wall Street. I ain't leaving. And then the sponsorship started dropping. Mm. Tim Hortons. Big one. All all the big ones. All the big ones. Yeah. Tim Hortons and Bauer are literally like... Yeah. How much more hockey in Canada can you get? Hockey Canada. When they so, talked about keeping the lights on, that's what they meant. Is Tim yeah. Hortons and Bauer? Yeah. No. They 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 literally thought that these these executives that were still there, that were still for overseeing all of this, that hockey would cease to exist if they weren't in these positions. Well, you know, in Canada, hockey is such a minor sport. You know, it's really yeah. basketball. But even, even if even if even if hockey wasn't God, like over there, like how does your well? Actually, I just answered my own question. How does your brain get that way? Because hockey is God. But they planted their feet down on the ground. You know, they even named an interim woman CEO by the name of. A- A- Andrea Skinner, I believe. And mm-hmm. she went on and she just was a bad choice for interim. Uh, threw as up all over it. herself yeah. and just made it worse. And then today, and then today, Bauer drops their sponsorship within two hours. Hockey Canada announces that they are liquidating their entire leadership with urgency. Mm hmm. Weird how that worked out. Crazy. You dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> I don't want to give credit to the sponsorships for dropping them because they did it for uh, for money reasons. I they, know absolutely, that. they absolutely did. I am not giving a... It's, not it's giving money a, on both sides, first of all. Yeah, but I'm not giving a scintilla of credit to them. It's just they, they, you, you, you did a basic human decency thing. Good job. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I just... We knew this, this, was, this is what it would take to get them to actually make change because Mm -hmm. that's the only thing that talks and if we as a collective people could get better at that like say i don't know the blackhawks continue to just be awful about this whole kyle beach scenario i I don't know scenario scenario is not the right word to use there awful bullshit horribleness is what i'd rather say fuck you rocky words but if all of their fans just stopped going to their home games and wouldn't watch their games outside of like illegal streams or something, and as a collective went, we're not giving you money until something changed there, like change would happen and it would feel disingenuous, but at least the right thing would be done. Mm-hmm. You're and- asking for a classy move out of a classless fan base, though. Yeah, I mean, we we can make those jokes, but like all our fan, all these fan bases, all of us are just 
terrible all, in our own trash. Yeah. Yeah, we we're all we're all garbage. I, I would like to believe people. that the Bruins would all Bruins fans would all just be like, nope, we're not doing it. I know that they, they would still they would still go to the games and there would be like pockets that. that there would be pockets that would defend them to the hilt. We know yeah. we know that. Yeah. And it's a bummer. But until people start holding these giant organizations accountable, like the only thing that works is the lack the, the loss of money. And it just sucks that it just it, it wasn't the fact that they stayed silent as these sponsorships dropped. They dug in and declarative statements of how they were going nowhere. The statement from Trudeau, I, I never said that name correctly. No, you got it right. Oh, there you go. The statement for him being like, we'll just make Canada hockey then. I loved that shit. Yeah. Of like, oh, the lights are going to go off. Okay. We'll just make a brand new organization and we'll build it the right way. And it will be incredibly easy because everyone's going to want to help. And by mm -hmm. the way, I run yep. this fucking country so I can make this happen. Your move. Yeah. <laughs> like, I loved it. I was like, that is a great response to all of this. So, yeah. yes, the entire board steps down immediately, including the interim uh, of Miss Skinner. Good. And hopefully that's not the only change, right? Like this, it can't end here. This has was, to be pursued farther. Yeah. How was there two secret slush funds that no, that no one knew about a minimum of two, by the way, a yeah, minimum. A, that's two. a really good point. And that's a really good point. Fucking bullshit. I'm so sick of this. Like, why can't we just have a sport that we like to watch and just have that? Ugh. I'm not the victim here, by the way. That's not what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> the, there's victims of this that are it's horrible circumstances. I'm just disappointed in in something that I truly love and adore. And I just I have said this before when we've had these segments on the show, and I will say it again: we love hockey. We do. Sometimes we wish it loved us back. Yeah, I just wish it was a little better, yep. a little better to its people. Part of love is wanting better for what you love yeah so fuck hockey canada i almost fuck hockey, canada canada. Fuck, <laughs> fuck hockey canada and fuck you F fuck you for the immeasurable pain that you have caused for years that you that you have not not that you have caused that the players have caused but you have had a heavy hand in covering up and paying off and all of that I argue help to cause at very least like there's cause in there. There's yeah. yeah it, it fosters a culture for sure. Yep. You it condone it long enough. You, that makes you very complicit to it. Yeah. So I, it's just, it's just the fact that when Bauer Bauer dropped their sponsorship and everyone was gone, the, the lights were off within yes. two hours. Do they have any sponsors left by the way? Uh, like, like real big sponsors. Mike Moose Jaws Audio Auto in Winnipeg. All right, we can leave them alone. That's fine. <laughs> no, I, but like it, it just has to be pursued farther. It's something that good. They're they're finally doing what they should have been doing. Let's hope that they continue to put in. I mean, the NHL, as was pointed out recently, does not have a domestic violence. Um, uh, I don't. Know, I can't think of the word right now. Protocol. Protocol. Yeah. So, like, that's another thing that you just look at. Like, why aren't we doing the right thing here? Yeah. These are things are, that need to be. Why are we doing this ahead of time? Right. Like, why are right. we getting ahead of these problems instead of letting them fester, build, and then to a point that sponsors want to drop out? Because yeah. because that can't happen. That won't happen to us. No, never. 
We have too much money for that to happen to us. Yeah. We're too big to fail. Yeah. We're fully aware that sometimes the NHL needs to get off of its own soapbox. Yeah. And this right. is this this easily could start turning into uh, how it's going to affect the NHL. Right now, it's obviously just hockey, hockey Canada. But even saying that, we're wrong because the NHL mishandled how they handled the Chicago situation. Right. Oh, they'll self-govern. They'll, they'll figure this out on their own. No. Oh, whoops. Why didn't the league do something? Why didn't the yeah. league stand up and go against it? Yeah. At least, at least more so than they did, which tell me, tell me what the league did to them, honestly. And I'm sure if we're talking to a Blackhawks fan, they're going to tell us, oh, the league completely fucked them over. But they, they, I can't believe how little was done. That's, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> right. But to a Blackhawks fan, they, they got the, the fucking kiss of death. I mean, I've already heard from multiple Blackhawks fans. How long are we going to keep hearing about this and paying for I know. This? I remember seeing I, that. There was, there was something on Twitter with that a couple of weeks ago, and I saw you respond to that. Was that, that Twitter? Was, like, was that Twitter or your YouTube channel? Both. I've, I've gotten it. Oh, both okay. The comments. At this point. Yeah. 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 Just Jesus, man. Uh, you yeah, haven't, like, you did, haven't did, paid did, for it. Yeah, <laughs> by, yeah, I was gonna say, by the way, did you comment at him? Where exactly were you victimized in all of this? Yeah. Uh, Steven, so whoever the fuck his name was. Yeah. Jeremy. Anyway, so that's all bullshit, and we wanted to talk about it because we should talk about it because it's awful. And yeah. uh we gotta point those things out every yeah. now and again. It's been talked to it's been talked about quite a bit, but I don't know. We have. Well, a I appreciate. I, I, I appreciate you guys giving giving the room to talk about it because I think it's really important. I think anybody with a platform, even if it's been talked to death, I think anybody with a platform needs to have their voices heard mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. I think it, it matters. It, it it may get lost in the din, but if you want to be, you got to be part of the din. You got to make it. If we can make it just a little bit louder, then I'm all for it. Now, now we get to the fun part of the podcast, though. The one where you come in third? Yes. I, I, look at you just projecting your own failures on Ian, who, granted, it took him the last 10 seconds of the season to act. That literally, that's right. I forgot it was. <laughs> that was great. That was, that was mine until the last 10 seconds. But that's okay. Classic comedy. That's okay. Do you guys want to put some stakes on this? Literally, uh, yes, I'm starving. Yes. Steaks sound great, actually. All right, whoever wins, I'll mail you a steak. You gotta mail me a steak. No, I, just, I was gonna say, why are you giving up already? Huh? Yeah, nobody's, <laughs> nobody's gonna be mailing steaks to you. There's just no chance. Oh, I can't wait to be eating good. All right, let's do it. Let's right. start this, baby. I'm gonna work all season to try to get this segment sponsored by Omaha Steaks. <laughs> Omaha Steaks. Uh, do they even have a tagline? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> the tagline is, oh, fuck, there's styrofoam on my steps. Oh, cool, there's meat in it. That's <laughs> 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 what's this extra package? Can I eat what's inside? <laughs> uh, there's like apple fritters or some shit, like little apple things in it that's tartlets, maybe? I don't even know what they call them. <laughs> shit is delicious. Burgers, the whole deal. Fuck, I'm hungry now. I fucking love love that shit. You don't even need meat. Why are we talking about a fucking... No, I haven't been... That. I know. I had, dude, I haven't been vegetarian for almost a year now. Oh, sorry about that. I feel like somehow that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> that's, it has to be my fault somehow. Deep down. Yeah, it, I blame I blame you. Yeah, I, blame I was you. wondering. You sent us that picture of the beef stew that looked awesome the other day, and I was like, well, why is he doing this? Well, I did it for a potluck and because Danielle was really sick. 
That's yeah, I'm getting really hungry, guys. Can we do these predictions now? So I can... Yeah, so if anybody is uh, still listening uh, and wondering <laughs> what the hell we're talking about, uh, if you joined us after the season, which amazingly, I know a good amount of people actually did, uh, and they're not used to the show mid-season, first of all, buckle the fuck up. Uh, second of You're all, in for it, buds. Yeah. But secondly, we do predictions every episode, and we judge each other and uh, shit on each other for our terrible predictions. So we're going to go ahead and kick that off. Uh, we're going to predict the next four Bruins games, which will bring us to, what, Wednesday of next week? Yes, sir. Okay. So oh, in- for those of you who are new, I need to also mention this. Um, make sure that whenever we're right, you never mention it. But when we're wrong, feel free to blame us for whatever terrible thing happened. I that, feel like that that's, tends to happen a lot. Yeah, that's that's kind of a common thing. So okay, yeah. good. That's all. I uh, and of and of obviously, we have the uh, the chirp line. We welcome you to call up and make your own predictions, even if you just want to pick out like one random game. Maybe we'll turn it into a beer bet if we disagree or something. So get involved. Call the uh, call the chirp line. Uh, all that information is up on the Twitter. You're if you if you listen to the show, there's a pretty good chance that you probably are interacting or at least follow us on Twitter. But if you don't, it's at Short Shift Pod. And uh, I don't actually know the Chirp Line's phone number right off the top of the top of my head, so we'll just we'll skip that. We'll just skip that. <laughs> <laughs> but go onto the Short Shift Twitter and look for it. Yes, if you can find it, call it. Yeah, fucking Google it, assholes. Come on, man. <laughs> I'm not going to do all the work for you. Yeah, jeez. God, get a job. Are you boys ready? <laughs> Let's I'm go. Ready. So I'll first, I'll just rattle off the four games and then we'll start from the top. We're going to be at Washington tonight. Then we're playing home against Arizona, home against Florida. And then we're finishing the week with at Ottawa next Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. Ian, the cheapest defending champion possible. Are you ready? Okay, come on. A win is a win, is a win man. If we won the Stanley <laughs> Cup with 10 seconds left, you would say that's a fucking incredible win, not the cheapest Stanley Cup win ever. Well, when that happens, I'll retract this episode. But for now, I stand by my words. At Washington, what do you got? I feel like I'm being abused a little bit. Uh, I have exactly what needs to happen. A 4-2 loss that is going to send this entire fucking fan base spiraling immediately. Yeah. Game one out of 82 will be a loss, guys. <laughs> Andrew? I cracked myself up. What's You got you to gotta give the score there, Ian. He did. 4-2. 4-2? Yeah. Okay. All right. So, I actually disagree with Ian. I think... It's going to be a 3-2 win in overtime. Krejci gets the winning goal. Uh, there's no bonus points for getting... <laughs> he's, already, he's just getting desperate for points right now, immediately. It's week one. Well, remember, we get extra points for the games if we get the score exactly right, so there is extra points. This is Thomas? True. I actually also, with Ian, I have a 4-2 loss. And I think it's a 4-1 game, and we we sneak it into just a two-point deficit in the third. Oh, now look at you guys not believing in our team. 
I just think it's gonna be that that first game has to be this fucking. It has to set the tone for just this disappointing little moment, and then yep. then we'll recover. But I'll, and, just, I'll, and I'll give Ian some credit. He also picked Washington to uh, be a fucking workhorse this year. So he did. He did, and I picked Washington to miss the playoffs. So I mean, <laughs> they're gonna be a wagon. I'm telling you, You're that was like my bold take, and everyone's like, "You fucking moron!" I'm like, "It was a bold take. Like that was the point." Yeah. <laughs> I'm very sensitive. Uh, <laughs> Andrew, you, I'm going to start with you for Arizona. You know what I'm going to do here, don't you? No, not already. You can't I'm doing start it. this already. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. 2-0 win. Fucking shutty. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I'm going to go the 5-1 dub. Home opener, baby. Shutty. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah, we're just going to move on, Thomas. Don't don't even just move on. I'm don't just, acknowledge it. The crazy thing is I'm looking at, because I'm writing these down. The crazy thing is I'm looking at those scores and possibilities. And Andrew's dub, Shuddy, makes more sense to me. Did a 5-1 dub over the Arizona Coyotes? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. That said, 4-1 dub. Okay, you fucking prices right douchebag. <laughs> All right, whatever. Thomas, what you got for Florida? I also think this is a dub, but I think this one's going to be extremely, extremely grinding, and we're gonna we're gonna win four three, probably overtime. Oh wow, I have a four three dub in regulation. <laughs> That's funny that we have this. Uh, I think this one's actually going to be a loss, even though I think Florida Florida is a little bit downtrodden this year. I say it's a 3-1 loss. Okay. Mm-hmm. Andrew's going to end up in the basement or the ceiling real mm-hmm. quick this week. I believe that's called the attic. I'm, I'm thinking just the ceiling. <laughs> just drive me to the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking got at. you, Thomas. You're just fucking got you. You're stuck <laughs> in the installation right now. Uh, <laughs> Whoa, what's this cotton candy? <laughs> I have a, <laughs> I have a three-one dub against Ottawa. I have a, I have a two-one dub against Ottawa. Don't do it. Don't do it, Thomas. Please. Well, I have the same score as you, so now I'm. Are you serious? We yeah. fucking have the same score for three games? Yeah. Uh, I'll get a little bit more bold. I think Ottawa scores twice on us. Whoa. Okay. 4-2 four, wow. four dub. All right. all right. So three in one week for all of us. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly, folks listening, some of this is skewed because it's kind of what we not only believe, but kind of want. If we come out of the first four games with this lineup, with especially if it's Fluto's fourth line, holy fuck! Uh, I I will be ecstatic if we if we come out of this three and one. Honestly, in Washington, Arizona, Florida, Ottawa is not the worst first four you can get. It could be a lot worse. No, the, lot our, worse. our schedule in October is not that strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, too bad we tend as a team and a franchise to take October and November off. out of the gate. Also, yeah. To play, yeah, play down to competition. But hey, maybe maybe we flip that script. New coaching, 
That's all I got. Yeah, start <laughs> hot and then fade in the middle of the season. Fade love away. that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, lo- love that. I I, I oh, January the first the first twenty four games after the turn of the uh, the new year. Awful. Yeah, all losses. Worst, actually. worst team in hockey. <laughs> oh, and twenty four. Jesus. All regulation. <laughs> So that's where we're at with predictions for the week. Does anybody have any closing thoughts? Hey, hold on. I have thoughts. Hold on. I can think. Uh, <laughs> I really like Bruins. Nailed good. Yay! Nailed it. <laughs> God, I'm Andrew? so good at this. Uh, fuck the Lightning. They just lost. Good. Okay. Oh, 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 I do have real thoughts. The Vegas LA game yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, the fucking silver helmets in the yeah. The thirds, I guess, for Vegas, or I guess now home. Jer- I don't know what they are. Away jerseys. Did the golds? Are they the golds? The golds with the gold helmets. Just, I think my eyes have actual cancer now. Like I just, mm-hmm. it's awful. It's it's horrendous. So it that's looked, why I, it looks like the costume designers from the movie Dodgeball got a hold of those teams. <laughs> yeah. It's just fucking awful. It's so bad. Um, my closing thoughts are uh, my thoughts are actually with your girlfriend Ian because this is crunch time and this is when Ian disappears and has no social life. Godspeed uh, Ian I hope you have as much success this year as you did last year with not only growing your fan base but coming out the other end still in a relationship. You joke, but she said goodbye to me today. <laughs> Not like as in like the relationship's over, but she was like, all right, it's been a really fun four months. I'll see you in a while. <laughs> I had a great summer. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it's a very healthy relationship. Yeah. Uh, Sounds it. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, you guys see, I mean, you guys very clearly have an open relationship because you're also, hockey is also your love. Yes, I get, I get plowed by 18 men every night. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little well, too well, on the nose. Make sure, <laughs> make sure, make sure they treat your boosty nice. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bruins hockey season. Oh yes, if go me! If you have made it through this episode, I appreciate it. Be prepared. <laughs> if this you show, haven't, fuck off. Yeah, this this show is is about to get a little bit crazy now that we have real hockey to start talking about. Starting with our next episode, boys. Thank you so much. Go bees. Go bees. Go bees. <laughs> did, did we nail it? Are we in preseason form or midseason form? I, I think there was a slight delay. I, I don't think everybody was on the same time. <laughs> I mean, you dumb shit. <laughs> Go bees. Later.